everyone. This is Steve Bowes. Recently, the HR Happy Hour and H3 HR Advisors team attended the iSolved Connect conference in Nashville, Tennessee. At the event, we sat down with several iSolved leaders and iSolved customers to talk about some of the most important topics, issues, and trends in the world of work, HCM technology, and more. This episode is a part of that series recorded at the event, and we're excited to share them with you. Thanks to our friends at iSolved, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour. You are here with Trish and my special guest host, Karen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It is so good to be here. I love getting to step in. I know. You're doing a great job. We are here at iSolved Connect, and we have been having a great time. We are talking with executives, and this special episode, we are actually getting the opportunity to talk with one of their customers. We are with Kimberly Crawford, the Director of Human Resources for Southeast Mississippi Rural Health. Um, she is a SHRM certified HR professional with over 15 years of human resource experience, an efficient collaborator between multiple departments and levels of management with experience creating and implementing new policies and procedures, all while man- managing to gain employees' uh, buy-in and effectively influencing company culture. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so healthcare. I mean, I, I before we started recording, I have to say, I mean, I worked a little stint in healthcare myself. I was always told it was different, and I didn't believe it until I, I worked in healthcare HR. It is quite different. You are someone who has to sort of amp up that level of caring. Have you found that to be the case yourself? Absolutely. It is always so difficult to, one, find a workforce in healthcare. You know, we always have had that revolving door of a workforce. So now we're also looking at how to keep our staff engaged, how to keep them happy so that they want to stay with us instead of going with our competitors up the street. Because in healthcare, we have a lot of competition. We have multiple different uh, agencies and hospitals and nursing homes vying for our, our staff. So how do we stay relevant? Right. Can you tell us a little bit about your workplace? What's the size, kind of the, you know, the scope of who you provide services for, what type of, uh, you know, workforce is this? Sure. So we're a community health center. We provide services, or mainly primary health care, to southeast Mississippi. We have 17 locations and about 250 employees currently. We have doctors, nurse practitioners, medical receptionists, nurses, our admin staff, of course, that covers all of our payroll, purchasing, HR functions as well. Um, so very diverse workforce across all different um personalities and age groups and even location. A lot of our workforce is in a rural population, so that comes with its own challenges in itself. How do we recruit for this local town that has a small population and how do we retain that talent once we recruit them as well? Right. What kind of things do you do that's different then? I mean, are there are you finding there are people that will actually have those skills in those areas? Or are you having to recruit from maybe other towns or and, and bring them to work there? How does that work? So we focused on our benefits. We have, for example, we offer four weeks of PTO in your first year of employment plus 10 paid holidays. Okay. So that's six weeks off that a new person would have in their first year that no one else in our area is doing. Uh, we also cover all of their health insurance. Um, And then we really try to instill our mission in our employees as well. We're able to cater to an underserved population. 
So coming in to work for us makes you feel good as well. Some of our patients are underinsured or don't have insurance at all. So we are their only resource for healthcare. We have lots of services such as like women's health and dental as well that we're able to help patients in in all different areas to be their 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 home when it comes to healthcare. Their one-stop shop and be affordable. So our employees are very aware of our mission and how they align with it in their day-to-day work. And then with your mission and just knowing a little bit, you know, more about iSolved and in the community that they're working to build right now, I mean, how are you using the, the products to really care for your employees? So mainly for that engagement, making us feel like we're all under one organization. Having 17 different locations is sometimes difficult. Everyone feels like they're the stepchild if they're not located like centrally in Hattiesburg with the rest of us. So share and perform is an example. We are able to talk to people that are an hour away and be engaged with what they are doing with at their site. Um, if they have a patient Uh, a patient recommended that site or there's a positive review online. We're able to keep the entire company engaged by using Share and Perform, as well as the People Cloud. Our supervisors, they're all over the place as well. So some of the staff have to travel. So being able to use just this one centralized platform to manage time and training, and we also have the performance piece as well, so having it all under one umbrella is, it makes their time, they spend their time more efficiently. We no longer have to go through, you know, a separate intranet or a separate platform to do an evaluation and another platform to do training. It's everything is under that one single sign-on, which is very convenient when they already have multiple passwords. You know, it's interesting where you're talking about having the 17 locations and, and I love that you said you're, you're really trying to just make people feel connected. The whole theme of this event that we're at is connect, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's one of the things that when you think about how employees are engaged from day one all the way through their entire you know, journey with you, have you found that it, it actually, I don't know how long you've had the software, right? But do you, do you find that it's really made a significant difference in the way that you connect? Not just that you are connected with a single platform, which is important, but what are some of the little, maybe an example or something of, you know, in a daily transaction, you know, with one location to another, how are they really using the software to make those connections even deeper than just sort of a surface connect? Absolutely. So I have been with Simurai, Simurai for short. I've been there for four years and we've um, added on all these different ISOL platforms as we as time has progressed. So for us, we were very much a paper company. Everything was done on paper. So being able to automate the process has been helpful. Um, Onboarding, for example, HR can now take care of all of that. An applicant can upload documents. So when they come in for orientation, then it's just a matter of doing the meat and potatoes of orientation. All that pre-work has been taken out of it. For our management staff, now they are able to upload their own documents. They no longer have to rely on HR to manage PTO or input training hours or fix a time card. We give them the tools to go do that themselves. 
So for them, they have been, I think, very efficient in being able to just handle their workforce on their own, uploading documents. If they have a question about a handbook, it's right there at their fingertips. Right. Follow-up question on that. Um, So it's really empowering your employees is what Mm -hmm. you're doing. I know that sometimes in healthcare, having worked there, it's sort of like you need to still make sure that the workers are feeling cared for, right? How does, could you maybe talk about how does empowering someone actually help them to feel cared for? Because I think that's something we get questions, you know, a a lot about that is is self-service going to make people feel like pushed away? It sounds like that's not your experience. No, What's the feedback that you get on actually having them being able to be empowered to do some of these things themselves? Well, mainly they can do things after hours. They can request PTO. Um, They can check their balances. They can review policies. So you're no longer, and again, healthcare in a pandemic, they are really busy in the clinics. They really don't have time to sign on and really take care of things for themselves because they really are about providing quality patient care. So for them to be able to sign on after hours, it's a sigh of relief to be able to ask those questions and then get answers right there. And then for us as an HR department, that's one less thing that we have to do. We no longer have to rely on an HR ticketing system and, you know, answering it within 24 to 48 hours when they can look up the answers themselves. Right. And it's definitely been so busy over the last couple of years, I'm sure, like you said, in healthcare with everything going on with the pandemic. Are there any things that you're seeing new as far as challenges for the HR leaders right now that maybe you just weren't having a few years ago? Definitely. So... There is a multi-generational workforce right now. Um, And I think we have a younger workforce that's influencing the older workforce. Like, you know, we've all heard of the great resignation. You know, we have people that historically had looked at having a job and a paycheck as like, that's enough. That's rewarding. I'm gainfully employed. And now that's not enough. It's trendy to switch jobs every couple of years. It's not frowned upon anymore. Um, So that has been our struggle, just to keep them engaged, not just in the beginning, like, okay, we got you, but how do we keep you as well? Um, We had a conversation off air about in healthcare, we fed them. You know, we had pizza parties and sweets. We have vendors that will come in and feed us. That's not enough anymore. So we're asking ourselves, how do we keep you? How do we... What makes you happy? So we do pulse surveys at least twice a year. And then from there, we really listen to what they say. So it's not just checking a box, what do you think? But let's analyze this data and really look at how can we set ourselves apart as an industry leader and a place people want to work. I think, too, the type of, you know, the type of service you're offering to your community as they come in in their time of need is very personalized. And it sounds like what you're doing now to your employees is sort of amping that up to a more personal, what do you need level. And I don't know that, you know, even 10 years ago when I was in healthcare, we were just starting to scratch the surface a little bit on that. We weren't really thinking about, it's more just making everything fair. Mm-hmm. I'll use air quotes fair. Um, <laughs> fair when really you need to do some amount of personalization to make people feel really appreciated, really needed because what what you might feel you know, appreciated with is not necessarily what I would feel appreciated with. 
Exactly. So food is good. It's a good start, believe me. But it's you're right. It's not enough anymore. And so having technology to support those things that you're trying to do has got to feel good. Exactly. Especially if you're buying into it. And overall, just listen to your employees. Like, they are telling you what they want and what they need. So hear them, and I think that you'll do well. Right. Uh, Last question I would have then, is there anything that you're hearing? You mentioned the multi-generational. I know that some people are, you know, for the last few years, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It is. It's very different. Could you maybe talk a little bit about your youngest sort of cohort of workers, Um, maybe the people that are in their early 20s to late 20s? Are you finding there's anything different you need to do as you're approaching retention and sort of keeping them engaged? Um, Or is that still a little bit of a mystery that you're kind of working (laughs) Well, the PTO, I think, is a big piece. Uh, You know, younger people, they're traveling. They want that time off to that mental health time. Um, All of those things that are trendy, we have to look at. And I think having six weeks off in your first year of employment lets them accomplish those goals. Right. And two, training. I have found that right out of college, you know, you have that degree, maybe even a master's degree. Um, Young people want to just automatically jump into leadership. And that's okay, but can we provide them with the training to really be an effective leader in your organization? Um, So for us, we have a great relationship with the colleges in town, and we do provide internships to try to help them determine what their path is going to be or what they want it to be, and then give them the tools to get there. Good. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. We really love hearing about just what you're doing, but also how you're, you know, using the technology to help support some of these changes, because it's really different for human resource professionals, um, especially coming out of a pandemic or or sort of coming out. I don't know if we're officially out yet, but um, it certainly added some some different challenges and put HR in the spotlight, quite honestly. So, good. Well, where can people connect with you? I know we have a lot of listeners who would probably love to connect. Um, Is LinkedIn the best place? Absolutely. You can look up Kimberly Crawford on LinkedIn. Uh, I do work at Southeast Mississippi Rural Health Initiative, so hopefully I'm pretty easy to find. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to chatting in the future. Thank you for having me. Thank you.